In this episode, I answer a patron's question about the difficulty in coming out of shutdown. My name is Justin Sinceri. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist obsessed with the polyvagal theory. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. But before I go into things, as usual, please put yourself first. I do keep every episode as safe as I can, but just by the nature of the topics, you may experience some stuff come up. So take a break if you need to, please. This podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended to be a replacement for therapy. This is a question I got from a patron. If you are a patron, you do get priority responses on questions. Only five bucks a month, plus a whole other podcast. But this one's from Annabelle. Annabelle has a really great question, very general that I think anybody or many of us can relate to, including myself. And that question uh, is a brown coming out of shutdown. Annabelle asks, what's the best way to get out of dorsal shutdown? It feels really hard to get up the polyvagal ladder. Is it simply bringing in mobilized energy? Why does it feel so hard to do that? So it's really like four questions in one, but they all, I mean, so closely related. And I mean, again, like anybody can relate to this, right? Maybe not anybody. Most people can relate to this. I can relate to this. I feel like I've uh, been in a fairly shut down place the majority of my life, still functional, but uh, you know, it, I, I, I recognize that within me. If you have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to dorsal shutdown, Go back to episode 104 and listen to that. I would highly recommend you listen to episode 101 through up until uh, at least 109. That that covers the polyvagal theory. It's called Polyvagal 101 series. And it's a great place to go if you have no idea what I'm talking about. So shutdown is basically that limp, collapsed, immobilized uh, function of our nervous system. It's a dorsal vagal. It's called dorsal vagal shut down because it comes from the dorsal vagal uh, area of the brainstem. And you can feel it in your gut oftentimes. It feels like emptiness or isolation, disconnection, dissociation, numbness. Numbness is very common. Fogginess, just living in a fog. That's a very common uh, description of what it's like to be in shutdown. This is different than freeze. I, I think it's really important to go over this before I go further because freeze and shutdown are different things. They have distinct feels. In therapy, I treat them differently. So shutdown, that's what that's what shutdown is. Freeze is a mixed state of the polyvagal theory. Dorsal vagal shutdown is a primary state because it utilizes the primary pathway, one of the three main pathways uh, of the polyvagal theory, the dorsal vagal pathway. Freeze is when we have two pathways that are active at the same time, and that would be the dorsal vagal immobilization along with the sympathetic flight fight mobilization. So we're mobilized, but immobile at the same time, meaning that we're really revved up, the motor's going, the heartbeat's pumping, the heart's pumping, the uh, blood is like going through the system, the motor's on, but we're also immobilizing at the same time. It could look a lot like a panic attack where you're hyper-mobilized, ready to run or fight, but then also either perceived immobilization is happening at the same time or forced immobilization. So shutdown and freeze are different. We're talking about shutdown in particular, which has a much different flavor. When we're coming out of shutdown, remember the polyvagal ladder. And again, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back to episode 101, start there. On the polyvagal ladder, the dorsal vagal shutdown state is at the very bottom of the polyvagal ladder. If we can't be safe, then we shift into 
down the polyvagal ladder into the flight fight sympathetic pathways flight then fight and if we can't run away if we can't fight we drop all the way down to the bottom rung of the polyvagal ladder and that's the shutdown state we immobilize we collapse uh, we death vein all of these are to increase the chances of survival but it's a ladder so we go down in that sequence we also come up in that sequence or the opposite sequence coming out of a dorsal vagal shutdown the next step is the sympathetic flight fight system, but it's the fight system first. What could happen, what is likely to happen, what I see happen in my clients through therapy is they come out of that empty shutdown state and up into a very irritated or angry fight sympathetic state. So what's the best way to do that? I don't know, because I don't, I don't know you, uh, dear listener. I don't know you in particular. Uh, Annabelle, I obviously can't answer for you as well. Because I don't know. I don't, I don't know the best way. Now, what could commonly be helpful that, that we can talk about? And I think you've heard me talk on the podcast before that the techniques of what we do are not as important and very widely from person to person, not as important as simply experiencing whatever it is we're going through. So experiencing the state of shutdown. And if you can really feel it, really experience it, your body will tell you what to do next. Now, it might help to have techniques planned out ahead of time. You can be curious, test things out. But ultimately, you really need to experience what it feels like. One, to be in shutdown. But also, two, it's really important to build up the safety pathways, the ventral vagal safety pathways, in order to build a tolerance to coming out of that shutdown and up into that sympathetic flight fight energy. So what's the best way in general? I think a slow process. It's a slow process. So recognizing that, being patient with yourself coming out of it, or even somebody else if you have a loved one that is in a shutdown, or or one of your therapy clients if you're a therapist or a coach, one of your coaching clients. So recognizing it, it's a slow process. We cannot force it. We cannot force it. Deb Dana has this analogy that she got from somebody else. I don't know who, who it was, but the analogy is basically if you wanted a turtle to come out of its shell, you wouldn't bang on it and shake it and yell at it to come out. No, you'd kind of just hang out there with it and sit calmly and patiently and eventually it'll come out of its shell. It's a slow process though. And having somebody with you can be helpful. Having a safe co-regulator can be helpful. What that looks like, again, it's, it's up near. Maybe you need someone around you that has a good sense of humor. Maybe you need someone around you that's just with you and they're quiet. Maybe you need someone around you that gives more of that energizing pep talk. I don't know. But having someone that is safe and a co-regulator that can be with you, that could help. But still, calm, uh, slow process. Low stimulation is a very good idea. I think if you're coming out of a dorsal vagal shutdown, going to a rave might not be ideal. Might not be. At the same time, if you're coming out of a... Well, actually, if you're in a dorsal vagal shutdown, going to a rave might not be a great idea. If you're coming out of it and you like to dance and you like loud uh, music and you like crowds, that might be a good fit for you. Maybe that's a great way for you to release some sympathetic energy. But in general, I, I think that when we're in that shutdown state, less stimulation is a really good idea. Less people, generally, I think a really good idea. Being patient with it, 
having quiet. I personally find that to be really helpful. I like quiet when I'm in a really, you know, true shutdown state. And I like quiet when I get in my car. Usually I like a lot of music in my car. I turn it way up, heavy metal, hip hop, whatever it is. And that, that usually that's the way I like things. But when I'm in more of a shutdown state, not so much. I really, I just, I just ask myself, I look inward and say, no, it's, it's, I just need quiet. And so I'll, I'll have it quiet in the car. I'll, I'll come into my office here and sit quietly in the corner. It just like, I just know what I need. So quiet, I think helps low stimulation, dim lighting. I think dim lighting is again, that low stimulation. I find that helps. My office has sound dampening for the the podcast, but I just kind of like the sound dampening. There's no echo in here, really. When I walk into this room, I, it sounds different, and that lower level of stimulation, I respond well to that. It just it feels right. Slow movements are probably a good idea. Might not be any movement at all. You might want to just curl up and be in bed, and if you can mindfully do that, that can actually help. If you're not mindfully doing it and you're just doing that day in day out, that that's not helpful. That's more of a that's more of a potential like behavioral adaptation to the shutdown state, but it's not really all that helpful as far as coming out of it. So slow movements might be a really good idea. If you if you like to dance, then some sort of slow dance might be helpful for you just to feel into that shutdown state. If you like to draw, you might really take your time and just slow down and feel the paper and feel the markers or the pencils. If you like to paint, you might really slow down and just kind of see that process unfold in front of you instead of rushing through it. But the point here is with slowing down, with dimming the lights or reducing stimulation, the point is to feel into the shutdown state. And that might mean, if, as you're ready for it, this is the caveat. As you're ready for it, if you're ready for it, don't do this if you're not ready for it, okay? But really, we're discussing feeling into the shutdown state. That means feeling into the emptiness, the loneliness, the disconnection, the feeling of want, whatever images might come to your mind to be with those, if you can handle that. If you can handle that. Meditation can be helpful. But at the same time, Many of the clients that I've uh, worked with that have this more shutdown flavor, their impulse is to be in bed. Their impulse is to, usually it's to isolate. And that makes sense in a shutdown state because you feel so disconnected from everybody else or the world or even yourself. So isolating makes sense. They feel this impulse to dim the lights and be in bed and isolate. And that's not a bad thing it, that might be the next step for your system and that's okay but can you feel into it and really be in that that shutdown and if you can mindfully be with it then the sympathetic energy can start to return in, in little bits usually it's like a little bit of time but the images that come to your mind that might be something you can journal around or, or meditate on one of my clients she had pretty severe shutdown stuff going on and the image that came into her mind, because I was asking her what it felt like for her to be in shutdown, and she said it felt lonely. I said, well, what does it feel like to be lonely? Like, describe that for me. And then she, she had an image that came to her mind. And the image was of her being in a cellar with stairs that went up to the door to get, you know, to the rest of the house, to get out of the cellar or the basement. But it was locked, and somebody was on the other side of it. And she was able to paint this picture, or, or you know, mentally with her words, of being in this dark, damp, 
place where she could hear water dropping and there was just like one bulb that was on in this uh, make-believe basement. So being with these images can help describing what it feels like through images or through texture or through color, whatever you can do to allow yourself to describe and to be with these things, to journal around it, to make notes on it, to meditate on it, wherever, wherever feels best for you. Or to allow these images and these feelings to come and then to, if, if you're a dancer, like let it out through dance. Feel it in your movements. That might be helpful. It might be hard to just be with the feelings, but you might be able to just be with the feelings through some other medium, like an artistic medium or meditation or whatever it is, like, or even the images that pop in your mind. You might be able to be with the shutdown state through that. It's hard, um, as Annette says, it's hard to climb the ladder from shutdown. And, and in general, climbing the polyvagal ladder is not easy. It's something that humans can do. Animals in general can do it. Mammals can climb back up into their safe and social state. But we've uh, kind of lost the cap- Human beings have seemingly lost the capacity to do so moment to moment and day to day. We still can. We can still do it. But in general, climbing the polyvagal ladder is kind of a challenge for us. So yeah, going up into any state from shutdown into flight fight, from flight fight into safety, like these are difficult things, or even from fight into flight. Those aren't different states. They're both sympathetic. It's just different looks for the same state or different behavioral sets. Every state up the ladder is different. It's new. We're not used to it. It's vulnerable. It feels weird. <laughs> when we climb our polyvagal ladders, it kind of feels weird. We're not used to it. You know, we get we get used to existing in defensive states out of necessity, you know. It might be how we were raised. We had to exist in some sort of defensive state in order to get our needs met. And so shutdown might be one of those states that we exist in. And that could have come from a number of things. But the point is, we may exist in these states. So climbing the polyvagal ladder, it simply feels weird. It's different. It's vulnerable. It can be overwhelming, especially from from shutdown into fight, it can be overwhelming to go from no energy, to go from feeling this emptiness, this void internally, to all of a sudden having some energy come back in your system. It can be jarring. It's different. Usually what I find with my clients is that as they come out of their shutdown state, they find that they're more irritable. And you know, ideally, we want to build the safety stuff up first so that they can uh, handle that. But they'll tell me that, you know, I, I find myself snapping at my loved ones more. And it's not like I want to, but I, I just I feel this irritability inside of me. And that, that's a common uh, kind of first step in coming out of shutdown is, is you as that energy starts to come back in your system, it's going to be that fight flavor. And just having a little bit of that is going to be more of that irritability. So that, that's common. And in therapy, it's easier to get to the safety state to feel into the shutdown, to feel the returning energy. It's, it's easier to do so because you have somebody there. You have a co-regulator. It's okay to talk about it. But outside of the therapy room, things get a bit more difficult. There's not really anyone at home you can talk to about this stuff, probably. It's not normalized in the family context, probably. So things are more difficult. And it can be overwhelming if you don't have somebody with you who sees what's happening and can kind of guide you through it and keep you anchored in safety. 
it's but it's really important that it is so important in all of these all this ladder climbing is that we have access to our safety state it's really important we have to have a strong anchor in there i have a course it's called building safety anchors and it can really help to build the capacity to tap into to feel those safety pathways but to also exercise your capacity to stay in those safety pathways or at least enough to be able to tolerate some of that returning sympathetic energy or even to discharge it if that's something that you plan on doing maybe through therapy or through your own work but we have to have that solid foundation of the ventral vagal pathways built up that's called the vagal break the influence of the of those pathways on the heart to keep it at a calmer pace so that as this energy comes up the heart can stay at a calmer pace which means the flight fight energy won't be as intense so my course, Building Safety Anchors, I think it can be really helpful in laying that, that solid foundation of safety. It teaches you different paths to feel safe. It leads you in 30 days of practicing, learning, practicing, and, and small doses, not too much each day. You can find that on justinlmft.com or there's just a link in the description of this episode. Annette asks, is it just bringing in mobilized energy? Yeah, basically, I mean, that's the basic idea, but it's not like we're bringing it in from the outside. It's not like the energy's in the air and we're sucking it into our system. No, we're more like, you know, producing it uh, from our, from inside. If that sympathetic system is coming to life and producing, I don't know, whatever chemicals it produces. And as we do the work of building our safety pathways and feeling into this shutdown stuff, it's kind of allowing our autonomic nervous system the space you know, calming our mind enough, attuning our mind to our biology allows the space for this ladder climbing to happen. But as as we mindfully attune to our biology, to what it really feels like to be in a shutdown state, without judgment and with curiosity and with enough safety active, then it allows for that energy to return. It allows for the autonomic nervous system to do its self-regulation that it does really well if we would get out of its way or out of our own way. And then as we do so little by little, it can actually help to build the tolerance as it returns and then the ladder climbing can continue. Having all that come back at once can be unrealistic for the most part, at least as I find in therapy as with, with my clients. So doing all that at once is, um, it's too much. So we want to feel into it little by little and feel that energy come back in our system little by little. And that, that can help to, to continue to lay that foundation that we build on. The last question Annette has here is, why does it feel so hard to do that, to bring in the mobilized energy? It feels hard, yes, it does. It definitely feels hard. Because there's there's these sensations that happen within us that we're not used to, like I said, like we said before. It it feels very different and, and vulnerable, and and uh, you know we're not used to feeling these sensations. Are we're not we're not used to feeling our heartbeat pick up and our chest have more pressure on it. We might not use be used to our breathing becoming uh, you know faster paced and shallow. We may not be used to feeling this power not just this sympathetic system but it's it's power this power this life force as some call it coming back into our bodies so it's difficult we're not used to it we're going from this state of conservation which is what the shutdown state is it's it's about conserving resources we're going from that up the polyvagal ladder into the sympathetic state which is all about 
burning through resources, right? Everything, the, the motor turns on in the sympathetic state. So we're, we're burning through resources, ideally in a very short burst to get to safety. That's what that's about. So we're going from conservation, from emptiness to slow, to having more energy in our system. It's, it's a big shock. It's different. To our conscious minds, it's different at least. We're not used to that mobilized state. These, these sensations are, we're not used to them. It can feel overwhelming. And anger in particular, as we climb the polyvagal ladder, ideally it feels like power and we feel that force come back, that life force come back into our system. If we haven't built our pathways strong enough, we're not you know, well enough anchored in our safety state, then it won't, be, it won't feel like power. It'll feel like anger. And when we feel anger, a lot of times we, we think that we're failing. I, as a therapist, I used to interpret things that way. I, I was Now that I look back, it was actually a good thing. When I had clients that back then, I you know, it's was, it was called depression. Now I'd call it shutdown. But as they got more energy in their system, now I know what's happening. As they got more energy in their system, they, they became angry. Not just in session, but like in life in general. They became angry or irritable, and we would interpret that as, okay, that's a bad thing. We didn't say that, but basically it was like, oh, that's, that's not good. But now that I understand polyvagal ladder and I see that process happening, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's the next step. It, it could be the next step, and it's, it's something to keep an eye on. It's something to tamp down as far as the intensity we want to do that, but we do that through building the safety pathways. So anger is not failure. It's it's not necessarily a bad thing. It could be a really healthy thing, as long and especially and as long as you have it under some level of control. We want that we want that to be power. We don't want to be angry. We want to we want to feel like just mobilized energy in our, in our system to be productive, to have a, you know, to play, to meet our goals. That's that's we want the energy in our system for that, not for you know, cussing out our loved ones. <laughs> It's hard because this is, it's a life we have not experienced. The life in shutdown is significantly different than life in a sympathetic state. Or, and it's a hell of a lot different than life with access to our safety state. Each of these states has a different lived experience. Each of these states has, it's a different filter for the world. We experience the world drastically different through the lens of or through the filter of these three different primary states. So it's literally a life we haven't experienced. So why is it so hard to climb the ladder? Because we're, it's like we're taking on a new mentality. We're taking on new feelings, emo, you know, emotions. We're taking on new sensations. We're all of a sudden, especially as we get up into our safety state, we're more likely to connect with people or have the capacity to connect with people. We're smiling. We're using our eye crinkles. It's a different life. It, things are different. So it's difficult in that sense because we're not used to it. And sustaining that can feel overwhelming. So little by little, little by little helps out with that. That's about it, though. Annette, thank you so much for this question. It's a really good series of questions that I think a lot of people can relate to. My, myself as well. Myself as well. I think the majority of my life I've been in a fairly shut down state. And that's still something I'm working on. I don't, I don't know if we ever are exactly where we, I don't think we're ever at, you know, 100% safe in social state. And that's, I think it's okay. I don't think we need to be. I think we need to have access to it. 
So I feel this, you know, my own sympathetic energy returning into my system more and more. I do. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. So thank you, Annette, for putting this out there and giving me a chance to talk about it a little bit. If you're interested in my Building Safety Anchors course, again, uh, link in the description or head over to justinlmft.com. You'll, you'll find it right away. It's on the front page. Thank you so much for listening, though. I do hope you've learned something new to help you climb your own polyvagal ladder. Bye. This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you're experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. More resources are available in the description of this episode and in the footer of justinlmft.com.